I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome, welcome sales leaders to Sales Team Rescue. Today, I have another amazing special guest. Our guest today is Charlene Ignites to Caesar. Charlene is the founder of a unique sales advisory firm called Firewalk Sales. She has been a sales leader and trusted advisor for 25 years with a specialty in helping sellers of high value services grow their business in a way that is real, easy, and very powerful. Charlene is a certified brain-based success coach, a certified sales leader, and she also wrote the book on sales outreach called The Email Cemetery, Where Bad Sales Emails Go to Die and How to Resuscitate Yours. Welcome, Charlene. <laughs> My pleasure. Glad to be here. Awesome. And yeah, I love the plug for the book. The book is phenomenal. Um, I, uh, I, I started reading it this morning, um, and I have a physical copy on order right now. Uh, and you mentioned uh, earlier that you've got the audiobook version coming out. I do, yes. So the audiobook is being recorded as we speak and should be available within the next couple of months. So I'm very excited about that because I consume all books through audiobook. So it was a must-have on my uh, on my list. I love it. I love it. So, Charlene, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to be in this position that, that you're in now. Yeah, I, you know, I've been in sales for a very long time. <laughs> and initially, you know, even at the age of 16, it was just my first job, uh, worked in different sales roles and in high school and college, and actually got a degree in communication disorders with the thought that I would work with deaf children and or be a sign language interpreter, who knew what that was going to lead to. But then when I didn't get into graduate school or didn't get money, actually, for graduate school, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out there and just give it a shot. And it's just the thing that I find comes naturally to me. And I worked in uh, startup organizations. I've worked in multi-billion dollar companies. I've been that bag carrying salesperson with a $38 million quota. And I've been a sales leader of teams, kind of a little bit of everything. And have been on my own now for about five, five and a half-ish years. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. So you work with sales teams and uh, and small business owners, solopreneurs, the, the whole nine yards when it comes to, to sales and improving their sales. And out of all the parts of the sales process and the dynamics around sales, what made you decide to write your book on email outreach? So... The, the obsession with emails actually came as a buyer, you know, as someone, as I started to build my brand, put myself out there, I have a very big social footprint, as people watching this will know, I'm everywhere from Facebook to Instagram, Twitter, now TikTok. Um, so I get solicited uh, quite a bit for people trying to just sell me their stuff. And I almost feel like a little bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> they try to like sell to me, but, um, but I just, I started just keeping these emails and initially I had a folder called my future clients folder because somebody who can't write a good email, I feel like that's like perfect client for me. Like that's my prospect. Right. Awesome. Um, and then just one Sunday for fun, which I know this makes me sound like the biggest loser ever that this is fun for me, <laughs> 
<laughs> but I just, I started going through those bad emails and uh, sort of diagnosing what made them so bad, what I would do instead. And it was actually a publisher who saw the blog and said, this should be a book. This could be really cool. And so last year I wrote the whole book in like three months. Wow. And it was actually from the time I started it to when it was published was about three months because I had so much fodder and I get, you know, a lot of my friends will actually send me emails, yeah. but, but the real reason why I focus on emails, even in the work that I do, whether I'm training, coaching, consulting is because an email, the message will always betray the mindset and the method or the process. So it's an incredible diagnostic tool. And I am like this, like detective, when I read an email, I can see so much about the person who's selling and the organization they're selling for. Nice. Nice. So I, I think that's, that's huge because uh, throughout the sales process, whether you're in a role that is more of like the closing side of things and account management side of things, or even, um, you know, business development, emails, especially business development, you know, emails are so important, so vital. And I know time and time again, I talk to clients and they say, well, you know, this didn't go like I thought. And I said, did you, did you have a conversation with them? Well, no, I sent them an email. And I'm like, uh, yeah, and we talk all the time about how people read whatever tone is in their head at the time when they get the email. So it, it's so important. Um, so do you feel like, actually, let, let me back up. What do you think are maybe the three biggest, and I know you've got personas in your book, but I don't want to spoil it for the audience because I want them to go buy your book. We're going to talk about that in a second. Um, but just tell us a little bit about some of the personas and maybe the key uh, identifiers so that our audience might go, oh, maybe I'm that person when I go to send emails. Yeah. And, and you mentioned before I work with individuals who are sort of solopreneurs. And then I also work with, you know, enterprise sales teams and they all make the same mistakes. So it's really interesting that there's no like boundary and, and even people that have been selling for a long, long time. And then I make them aware of a few little things like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's revolutionary for them. <laughs> but um, but the number one thing is really making sure that you're focusing on the people you serve and you're speaking to them, not about yourself. And and this is a mindset. So as I mentioned before, you know, you start with the mindset that it's really not about me. It's about being able to help people and and get things out in the world that will make their lives better or their work better. But then when you send the email, if you notice that you're sending an email that starts with I, we, our, my, I call them ego words. And the persona in the book is the ego mm-hmm. maniac. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's such an amazing, um, to, again, people look at this and it's such an epiphany. But if you start to read the emails you send, even actually personal emails, you know, and if you start with I, who's the email about? Who's the topic about? Is it about you or is it about them? So just that one thing, it's so, so common for people to, you know, start with that, you know, hi, my name is, I do this, we do that, we, you know, we love to, we like to, you know, all that language really speaks to the, so the egomaniac, you know, as I say it. Well, um, and it's, it, it, and I'll, I'll jump in here for a second. It's interesting because even like we were talking about before, uh, you know, saying I'm Jaster, you know, I'm sorry to bug you. Uh, it's still about you. Even if you're like, oh, I'm sorry, you're so worried about someone's perception of you, and it has zero acknowledgement about them and where they're at. You're just going, oh, I think I'm being a pain, so oh, I'm sorry, right? And yeah. and I and I I know that hinders sales because you lose the the posture, right? The position yeah. of being the authority, the expert on the product or the the problem you're solving. 
and and that language is so powerful. So I, I'm excited to to get the physical book and highlight the heck out of it. Good, uh, good. But what you just said, so I want to just anchor that a little bit because yeah. that phrase that's actually the second most common thing is that a, called the apologizer. The sorry to bother you. That's actually a different issue. That's actually head trash that says, um, you know, I'm really not that confident either in reaching out or I'm not that confident in how I'm positioning what I do. You know, this is where that those words, I'm sorry to bother you. You know what? When you really, truly believe that what you're doing is so important and there are people out there that are at a place they don't need to be because you could help them get to where they want to be, um, you know, you would you would reach out with such confidence and such conviction that you would never apologize. Because when you're reaching out to someone, when you're quote unquote selling, your customer is not doing you a favor, right? You're helping them. And so just that shift in mindset, that's why I said the message betrays the mindset, yep. makes such a huge difference. Mm, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And I think this is a, a, a key part just from the psychology of selling. Because we show up in sales conversations, and if it's showing up in our emails, I'm guessing, and you tell me because this is your, your yeah. space of excellence here. Um, but if it's showing up in the conversations and it's showing up in the emails, it's probably showing up in all the other parts of the sales process. right? If you're coming in with the I'm sorry or I just need a minute of your time, or that, that energy, I'm sure, is coming through every time you engage with the client. Yeah. And, and although the books about emails, you know, obviously what you said before is so true about you also have to pick up the phone. And in fact, the last line of the book, I don't want to spoil it for you, but um, <laughs> the last line of the book is pick up the damn phone. You cannot create it just you cannot create a whole relationship over email. It's a fast track to a transactional relationship. And what you want is a transformational relationship. And your goal in sending those first emails are it's really to get a conversation because the conversation is where the magic happens, mm. right? So part of what I see happen is people rely way too much on email and, you know, they end up with long emails, lots of links and attachments, all of that. Um, but yeah, it really is um, sort of starting with that idea that you are trying to get to a conversation for sure. Awesome. Awesome. So I want to go back to the book again for a second because Early on in the book, very early on in the book, you shared a story, and it has to do with one of the early, maybe the earliest lesson that you can recall. And I would love if you shared that because I, I think it reflects, it, I, I think we can all resonate with it, and it reflects on so many components of our life. So, so please, if you don't mind, share, share that story yeah. with the audience. Yeah, and it really, you know, this, um, you know, I'm sort of known for saying that I like to make sales fun and easy. And, you know, that's not to be confused with the fact that it's not also work. You know, my dad always would uh, stress the difference between hard work and struggle. And I see a lot of people struggling where they don't need to. And the story you're referring to is when I was like uh, three years old or something. Um, I had one of those little pound a peg toys, you know, where you have like a little wooden mallet and you're trying to put a little peg in these these holes. And I won't say the whole phrase, although this is Facebook, I probably get away with it. But then on your on your podcast, you know, on the podcast. <laughs> there's, a, there's a button where I can say has explicit right? explicit right? language with adult version. But anyway, so as I was doing it, I was like, oh, bleep. I can't get this bleeping thing in here. You know, <laughs> that was like my first full sentence. And it may not surprise any of my friends that there were multiple expletives in my first full sentence of my whole life. Um, but uh, anyway, but my dad, you know, said, hey, look, you know, you just kind of like line it up. 
and it should go in easy. It's designed to go in easy. And, and if you're forcing it, you're doing it wrong. And, and that lesson, if you're forcing it, you're doing it wrong. I'll tell you what, if you had told me that before my first marriage, I could have saved myself a couple of years probably <laughs> and many other things in my life. But yeah, it's just, I think when, you know, take the, the struggle, the procrastination, the, the angst and, and say like, if you're feeling all those things, if it feels like you're forcing something, you know, there's probably a better way to do it. Take that step back, just like I had to do it, you know, I was three years old. Take that step back, realign, right? And then move forward. And most of the time, the corrections I'm making when I'm coaching is people are putting way too much pressure on themselves. They're working way too hard. They're doing way too much, way too soon. And it doesn't have to be that way. Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's so powerful. And I know you even referenced like, if, if sales is tough for you, if sales is hard, you don't like the cold calling or the outreach. Um, and I want to, I want to ask you about that even more. And I, cause it reading through the book inspired a thought in me. Um, I'm typically a guy that really does not enjoy cold outreach. Um, I used to use the word hate. I just don't like that word. <laughs> so I'll just say I don't enjoy it. Um, but do you think somebody can be trained to, love outreach? Uh, so short answer is yes, because the thing, again, the reason, well, I guess let me, let me do, let me ask you, what made you hate it? There we go. So we were, we were talking, I think we just went offline for a second. So you mentioned you hated or you strongly dislike or don't love, I forget what you were, but you don't like, you didn't like, uh, you know, cold calling or reaching out to strangers. What didn't you like about it? You know what? It's because I kept getting in my head and it became, it became about the rejection on me. And at at the end of the day of doing like just outreach calls after outreach calls, I just get exhausted Um, after enough people don't answer Mm -hmm. or that's the big thing. If somebody speaks to me, that's fine. But it's like just the silence. I'm, I, I feed off other people's energy. Yeah. And so I, I, Something about how I interpret what this is doing, putting in the effort and not getting people answering, feels to me like it drains my energy. Yeah. So there's two, there's actually two elements there. So one is um, what gives you energy and figuring out a way to sort of self-sustain while you're going through that process. That's why I do focus a lot on personal development. And a lot of people think I'm like this motivational speaker, you know, and I do incorporate those elements because, you know, being able, you know, first of all, sales is tough. And if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, it's not an easy gig. Like, you know, you're definitely going to have people who are going to judge you. People aren't going to support you. People will reject you. Ideally, if it's a customer who's rejecting you or a prospect, by the time they reject you, I always say they, you will agree with them. I've never had anybody tell me no that I wasn't like, you're right. I actually don't want to work with you either. <laughs> you know, because if I really felt like they needed me so much, I just wouldn't take their no for an answer. And we would we would get to the reason why it made so much sense for them to work with me. That's not a rejection of me, but that's another. So that's one issue. I think the other thing that happens is people think that when they pick up the phone, even if so, you in your case, you're actually different because you're you fear somebody not answering. The majority of people probably fear someone answering mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they do the abda, 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 right? Like it's yeah. you know, being put on the spot. I, I, I do that on the first time in a, in a calling session. The first time somebody answers, I do actually do that the first time. 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's still, it's like a reset, but yeah. I've done that. I've left voicemails many times in my career where I was like, uh, yeah, so I'm going to stop talking now and uh, call me back, right? Or never call me back because, okay, you know. I mean, like, where's that button to re-record? Where's that button? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's like one of those episodes of Friends. But, uh, right. but really, you know, just remember, and for anybody who's watching this or listening to this, um, your goal is not to sell. That's why. So take that pressure off. We know based on data, it takes 7 to 12 touches in order to close a deal. So if you can do it in one, God bless you. It means you're probably either like, I don't know, unbelievably magic, <laughs> or you have a business that's more like, welcome to Burger King, may I take your order, which is great. You can put your thing out there and somebody says, yes, I'd like to buy that right now. Great, like, go for it. But for most of us, that's not the reality of the world we live in. It takes. It's going to take building the relationship, you know, sort of maybe a proposal, overcoming objections is a whole long process. So your only and first goal is to have a meaningful conversation with someone that you think you might have something to talk about. There's some connection that you want to make. There's some value that you can offer each other. So just take the pressure off, make connections with interesting people and just be a person. And if you're not comfortable just being a person and you don't feel confident about being who you are, work on that before you try to worry about selling anything, right? Mm. If you show up as someone who really cares about others, really has something to offer, or at least, you know, understands that every connection can be valuable. And so the way I position it is it's, it's, a, it's a conversation where I get to learn a little bit more about you. Here's the reason why I think there might be something here. I'm happy to share a little bit about me if it's helpful. And then we'll mutually decide on next steps, if any. There may not be any, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out together and then we'll go from there. So there's no pressure on either of our parts. I love it. I love it. So Charlene, and you've given a lot of, a lot of great suggestions, a lot of great advice. And I, I feel like the audience has a good feel for your approach and your style. And if they're like me, they're huge fans of yours already. Um, but now I want to dig a little deeper. Stop. Go uh, on. No, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell me more. Yeah. Um, well, enough about me. What do you want to know about me? Yeah. <laughs> I want to take you into the lightning round. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, Charlene, we both know that the coffee is for closers. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Tell me, what do you? what is your favorite kind of coffee or comparable drink? Yeah, so I drink a healthy coffee. Um, some people know I do a lot of coaching with people who are in network marketing and direct sales. And so years ago, I used to sell a, a brand of coffee that has this thing called Ganoderma lucidum in it. Nobody knows Ooh, what that is. It's basically mushroom. You do know what that is? I do, yeah. Yay. So I drink a mushroom coffee. So it is sort of interesting, but I'll tell you what, it's, I'm a huge fan. I actually don't sell it anymore, uh, but I'm a customer and... Uh, I, yeah, that's my, my coffee and super easy is like everything else I do. And uh, yeah, it's, it's unique and delicious. How's that? I love it. I love it. I actually have a package um, still in the kitchen right now um, that oh. I still have to go in and drink. I found it of uh, the last package that I, I got. And so yeah, I, I love my coffee and uh, I couldn't yeah. not give it a try. Right. Sweet. Oh, awesome. Um, now who is, or sorry, what is the number one book or movie that you would recommend to a sales leader? So we're going to assume that my book is on that list, right? <laughs> but um, beyond that, I am a huge fan of Brandon Sanderson. Okay. And he's sort of a, uh, it's a, it's actually fiction. 
Uh, and the reason why I say that's my recommendation is I feel like so many um, people get uh, stuck in like, I have to read business books. And I'll tell you, you know, what you want to do is wake up your brain, wake up your imagination, get, you know, get excited about um, what you're reading. And to me, Brandon Sanderson has this whole like world actually is literally a universe called the Cosmere. Uh, and he has a series of books that start with the Stormlight Archives. And um, he's just a genius writer. He inspires the imagination. And I'll tell you, if you're a leader or a person who wants to create innovative ideas or write or create great content, reading a book that inspires you, that's well-written, has great characters and great worlds and language and all of that, uh, it's like the best thing ever. I love it. This, does he do have audiobooks too? It's all, oh yes, all an audiobook. I do a lot of audio. I do you, you, yeah, you, you and I are about to become best friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just going to share books back and forth on, on Audible here. There you go. Yeah, so awesome. yeah, audiobooks. And I will also say, um, if anybody is on Goodreads, you can connect with me on Goodreads. I do leave reviews for all the books that I listen to or read. And uh, for people that don't know, Goodreads is like the Facebook of books. So you can friend people, you write reviews, you can see what other people have reviewed. And you kind of get to know what kind of books people like and you know which of your friends like the same books you like. So when you want to read something new, you just go look at your, well, I do, what I do is I go look at my friend's uh, books and I'm like, oh, cool. She liked that book. I bet I will too, you know, and then go from there. Awesome. Awesome. So who is someone that you would consider to be a mentor in your life? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, I used to always say my dad. Um, he passed away, sadly, in 2010. I used to say, you know, he was my mentor, my hero, like the person I could talk to about like all my business stuff or my anything, really. Um, but um, but really, my I have a great mentor from my um, my Gartner days, who I still keep in touch with. And then now it's it's really about my peer mentors. It's about my my mastermind friends, like my friend Callie, who might be watching this right now. Um, you know, she and I do calls every couple of weeks together and just brainstorm ideas and we're in very different businesses. Uh, but, you know, just having someone that I can, you know, dare to be ugly, you know, put out my ideas. She'll tell me if it's stupid. She'll tell me if it's great. And I think it's stupid. Uh, she's the one that helped me come up with that idea uh, that I think I mentioned to you earlier, where it's like a deck of cards. Mm. And each card has on one side, you know, the 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 deadly sin of emails like that, mm -hmm. the words that you don't want to say. And then on the other side is what to say instead. It's easy for me to say, never say, I'm just following up. But mm -hmm. then people say, well, what do I say instead? So on the other side, it would say, when we last spoke, you mentioned that. So anyway, so that is another product that I'm in, working on right now uh, that's coming out in a couple of months. But I would never have come up with that on my own. I needed my my mentor, my friend to come up with come up with that. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm excited to, to, I'm going to buy those cards too, just because <laughs> I, I, I love having other people's minds to supplement, you know, my experience as well. Yes. Yeah, email is not, uh, not a place that I've considered myself um, overly strong from a focus perspective. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued for those cards. Um, yeah. And again, and the book guys, you guys got to, well, I'm going to tell you in a second where to go to, to, to get the book. If you're watching it is on the screen scrolling across, uh, but we'll share it again um, in a second for the listeners. But I do want to ask you the final question of the lightning round. What's the strangest thing you do in your daily routine to keep you on your game? 
So my Instagram friends probably would guess this, but I salute the sun every morning. So mm -hmm. I'm an early riser. I wake up before the sun rises. And then as it's sort of peaking up, I also live on a lake. So the view is like unbelievably beautiful and it never ceases to inspire me. I'm, I'm excited to wake up every day. Um, I feel sort of honored and blessed to have a new day. And I know this probably sounds like a little corny, but uh, the keen sense of my own mortality is really what drives me every day. And so, yeah, waking up, watching the sun come up and I do this weird little thing. And I'm sure I look like a lunatic to my neighbors, but you know what? It works for me. It gives me energy for the day. Even if I wake up in kind of a funk, I do that, that sort of breathing. And then I, this is going to make me sound even crazier, but then I balance my chakras, which I know is like, some of my friends will be like, yeah, you go girl. And other friends are like, okay, like. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I have like a whole morning routine. I'm big into affirmations. And uh, I, I believe in it because it has been like night and day in my life. And I have to say this, my life right now is sort of an embarrassment of riches in a time when I know a lot of people are suffering and not doing well and struggling and, and, you know, just so much going on in the world. And I feel like I work really hard every day to create the experience of a life I want to live and that I want to create for my family and the people I love. So it starts though, first thing in the morning. Thank you, son. Thank you for rising. Glad to be here. Amen. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So Shailene, how can people find more of your greatness? Well, um, you know, there's varying degrees of what that is, but, uh, you know, I'm easy to find. I'm everywhere online as Charlene Ignites. Mm -hmm. So as I may have mentioned before, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok is my new little fun project. I, not really a project. It's like the easiest thing ever. But for some reason, my TikTok videos have been pretty popular. So, yeah. And, I'm, you know, really, I practice what I preach. I'm a good steward of my own methodology. And I, um, I want to help people and I want to make connections. So whether we're friends from high school or you don't know me at all, if there's something that I can help you with, or you want to just bounce ideas off, or you're struggling with something, please reach out to me. Let's, let's have that conversation. And if I can be helpful, uh, I, I want to be, and then who knows where I'll go from there. But I, again, practicing what I preach, it's really just about having conversations, making connections. Okay. I think we lost it for a second there. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Perfect. So I'm going to post the link for the book in the chat as well, but it is on the screen, charleneignites.com forward slash book. Guys, get your hands on this book. It is phenomenal. It is funny. Um, it's entertaining. There we go. The email cemetery. <laughs> I love it. And you know, and what what I what I um I find most entertaining, or at least before I get into it, was uh, I, I have a, a a training called Three Ways to Avoid Getting Ghosted by Your Prospect, but I don't hear people using the phrase ghosted much. And then I see your your tagline on your page is keep your prospects from ghosting you. So I was like, ah, oh, this book is exactly Isn't it? Our kindred yeah. spirits. Exactly. 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 So so Charlene, thank you so much for being here on Sales Team Rescue. Guys, make sure you go and get her book, CharleneIgnites.com forward slash book. Grab it on Amazon. Stay tuned for the audiobook coming soon. And uh, if you sign up for the book and sign up for 
all of Charlene's stuff. I'm sure she will let you know when the cards are going to be ready too. I'm excited for those as well. So thank you so much for being on Sales Team Rescue. I greatly appreciate your time. It's a pleasure to have you here. And guys, if you want to catch the replay to this episode or replays from previous episodes, go to salesteamrescue.com. If you do want to book your sales team blueprinting session with yours truly, you can find that link also at salesteamrescue.com. And we will see you right here next Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern on Headspace TV. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com. Thank you.